Recession. It's a word that's on everybody's lips right now. And it's on ours because this morning, the New York Times, the venerable old gray lady, published an actual article by a named writer that is just plain wrong. Good Lord, people. Okay, but before we get started, welcome to Grace Arkey with Jim Babka, sponsored by the Zero Aggression Project, zeroaggressionproject.org. I'm your host, Bill Protzman, here on the AHO Radio Network. Jim, before I get too exercised about this, help calm me down. Let's talk about recession. Well, you know, my number one concern here isn't whether or not, you know, we've got, because what they're saying here is that there's some contradiction between uh, the downturn uh, in in the overall economy, the overall growth of the economy, and things like uh, incomes going up, which by the way, should happen when you have inflation at excessive 9.9%. When you have uh, uh, employment going up, that, that, that seems to contradict uh, inflation too. So they're looking for a more nuanced definition. Well, they're, 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 they're just redefining it. (laughs) Yes. And that's, that's my, my essential concern is that a recession has, has always been up until now, two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Right. That's a recession. People don't let the gray lady tell you differently. The economy shrunk and uh, it shouldn't be shrinking when you have inflation, by the way, it should be expanding. So uh, the inflation is extraordinary. It's the worst inflation that we've experienced in our lifetimes. It is amazing what's been going on this year. So I think we got to get to the root of this whole thing. And I would boil all the problems down into one word. Counterfeiting. That's a strong claim. And I like it. So help us understand what you mean. Inflation is everywhere and always a monetary phenomena. I'll say that again because it's that important. Inflation is not just merely your prices going up at the store. That's an effect of inflation. Inflation is not caused by shortages in supply and supply chain issues. Those are not inflation. Inflation is not that you had to pay more at the checkout line. Inflation is everywhere and always a monetary phenomena. It's a money issue. It's a currency issue. So in our system, we have dollars produced by a bank called the Federal Reserve, a central bank. They are often, they're not necessarily printed at the treasury. They're created as credits on a, le- uh, you know, items on a ledger yeah, yeah. And, and then loaned out. And the first recipient of the loans is your big spending government. In Washington, we have a tax and spend party and we have a borrow and spend party. But the key is that they both spend. And they're not willing to stop. So here's how the inflation works and turns into a counterfeiting ring. I want you to imagine, Bill, that you have a printing machine in your, in your basement. And, uh, you know, when you're not here making wonderful episodes of Grace Arkey, you're downstairs, you know, cranking off the money. You're making 5 and 10 and $20 bills. And you're doing so. As I can. All day long, man. As you can. Why not, right? Got to keep and up. And you start, you start spending them. You put them out into the economy. So the effect of inflation is is caused by two things in the monetary phenomena. Two. One, the obvious one that most people talk about is the printing of the new money. So when you start putting that money out into the economy, your local economy, everybody feels a tad bit richer because more goods and services are being bought with that money. And as it spreads around, prices start going up. It looks like demand has increased and prices begin to climb because supply has not yet adjusted to that fact. 
And people begin, begin getting bad signals and they think, well, this, the, our goods and services are in demand and we should probably market actors, people from the outside or people currently producing goods and services, pick up signals that they should get into the uh, producing more of that item. And so they began hiring and doing things and making decisions on the basis of this, but it's not real wealth that was created. No wealth was created. You, Bill, are the culprit. You were in your basement in San Diego, making the San Diego economy massively inflated because you're printing money like crazy. And you're, you're printing so much money, you're giving it to your friends to start spreading around. Well, this is exactly what the federal government does. It gives the money to their friends to spread around. Uh, military industrial contractors, various other people who are uh, supplying the federal government, it gives them that money first when it has the most purchasing power. The federal government gets the advantage of the most purchasing power, just like you did as a counterfeit in your basement. Then there's the second phenomenon that begins to kick into gear, which is velocity. And that's what we've been experiencing that's different because the government's been uh, printing excessive amounts of money since the last financial crisis. Amazing amounts. Yes. And during COVID... They gave out checks and they passed out money. They passed out like $35,000 per American. And then they gave you $1,600 or $2,000 of it. Great deal, right? Yeah. So all that money got passed out and around and all these things, you know, the, the spending massively went up because we were in a crisis. And the second factor kicks in, which is the velocity. And the velocity is especially pernicious. This is how fast the money starts moving. So when inflation starts to show up, there becomes a disincentive to save. There's no reason to keep your money because the goods and services you're saving up for, they're going up in price and you would be a fool to sit on your money. You're going to go buy before the price of the refrigerator or the automobile or whatever it is goes up yet more. And maybe some of those decisions can't even be put off after a period of time and you're going to go and you're going to buy and the prices are climbing up. That's the velocity starting to take effect. And that's where we have been. So the counterfeiting, Bill, you're not the counterfeiter in this particular case. The reason the whole country's experienced this is the Federal Reserve is the counterfeiter. And the reason they're counterfeiting is that politicians need money and they don't want a tax to get all of it, right? They can't a tax to get all of it. So they print it and they borrow more and, and it keeps going up and up and up. And we have a debt that went from the last Obama term of about $17 trillion to now in the early Biden term, we're only talking about a period of about six, seven years here to 30 trillion. Almost double. that's why, that's why we have the problems that we have right now. And here we are going, thank you, thank you, thank you. And not focusing on the single most important thing, which is how do we create more wealth? Yes. So we've, we're sitting here, as we're sitting here right now, we are getting the news. Who knows if this deal will hold? The Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia has cut a deal, and he believes that this will reduce inflation because they're going to raise taxes, and the taxes are going to help reduce not the debt, but the deficit. So the rate of spending increase will go down. Slow the velocity. It'll slow the velocity. That's exactly what he's, he's suspecting is going to happen. But it won't work. And the problem with the New York Times piece that you're saying here is that they're suggesting with a completely straight face that A... I mean, simultaneously, it contradicts each other that A, well, it's not really a recession, but policymakers really want us to have a small recession, a controlled recession. They call it cooling off the economy as if, you know, just they have these experts up there that just add water 
right? And it kind of cools the economy a little bit. And it's all good for us, right? We, we got to slow the growth, but the growth was never our problem. It wasn't growth. It was artificial. It was the money supply that was the problem. Yeah. So the counter, the, the, the politicians, we have the counterfeiting fed, but now we have the politicians that don't stop spending. If the problem was the economy, and that's just absurd, I can't even begin to figure out how a growing economy is a problem. But if the economy is the problem, or I'm sorry, if, the, if, if they wanted to actually address this problem and they want to bring inflation down, the way that they could do it is they could start taking money back out, of, uh, back out by stop spending it. They could start paying off their debt. Yes. They could put it back. They could reduce the money supply. They have that power, but they don't want to stop the spending. They want to pass bigger spending bills and keep spending. They want to use it to buy votes and acquire other things, right? And everybody's getting rich off. Not everybody. There's people getting rich off of it. And I'm suggesting to you that since they don't want to do that, their plan B is to shrink your economy. The economy of you and your neighbors and your friends and your family, you're all going to have to pay a price. Here's the nasty truth. Inflation is not just counterfeiting. It's also a form of taxation. And now they, because everybody's squealing about this, they're going to, to get everything back under control. They're going to tax you in yet another way. They're going to constrict your economy. Yeah. And they're right now suggesting, and this is what's wrong with the New York Times piece. What they're suggesting right now is that, well, hey, it can't be a recession because employment's going up. Well, if you contract the economy, how long is that going to last? Seriously. Yeah. That'll end tomorrow. I think we have to have fundamental truth in advertising about what it is that the state does. The state steals. That's what it does. And then it passes out money to its friends. And qui bono, who benefits, is always the most important question to ask about this. Okay. We, we pretend that somehow that these are august statesmen sitting up there, you know, being philosopher kings. Per, you know, per, making pronouncements and making the world a better place and pulling the levers. And even in the language of an august newspaper like the Gray Lady, the New York Times is suggesting with a completely straight face that they can just fundamentally add a little water. They know exactly how to toggle those levers to bring out the economic result we want. Do you remember late last year when the Fed chair, when the Secretary of the Treasury both suggested that we weren't going to have inflation this year, that this was a, a minor passing phase. Right. Out of, what have they been right about? They had one essential job and they got that wrong. Exactly. Had one thing to do. So I'm suggesting that grace in this particular case <laughs> is, is really about understanding the truth. And we need to stop having lies peddled about what's happening to you. You're being gaslit. Gaslighting is not a gracious act. The New York Times is part of a gaslighting operation. This is a cause by political overspending, which is wrong. And it started with a theft. And the Federal Reserve is engaged in active counterfeiting. And when you start to understand that they printed more money and then we had the velocity problem. When you understand that these are the two things, that inflation is everywhere and always a monetary phenomena, then you can start to understand what's going on and be better prepared, you and your family, for how you're going to adjust to that. So there's two things that are, that are coming up for questions here. First of all, is there any way that we can steal man the old gray lady? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. No, I, I can't. And, right? and, and I, I know. Okay. So steel manning means trying to be fair to your opponents. 
but yeah. I, I, and I, I, you know, I'm trying to be a little bit fair about this definition of inflation, but I just happen to notice that they weren't quite fair to Donald Trump and <sighs> Donald Trump. Yeah. Not that they were not quite f- fairness, but, yeah, but you know, he had a pandemic and two consecutive quarters, man, we're in recession. They were ready to say it before it happened. Right. Oh, the economy's going to, the Democrats actually said this out loud during their presidential campaign. Okay. So <laughs> if, if he's responsible for that, then Biden's responsible for this. Like it, you keep, let's just stick with the definitions. Let's just be consistent here. Yep. Okay. I don't, yep. I don't think it's asking too much in this particular case. Well, let, the other thing is I, I find it hard to justify that they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're trying to suggest that the economy needs to cool down while at the same time suggesting, well, this isn't really a recession. I mean, these are synonymous concepts and they're trying to say that it's happening while it's not really, but don't call it that. And we don't like it. That, that makes us uncomfortable. So we'll leave, the, we'll leave the old gray lady to her ivory tower. How about our friends and neighbors and folks who are you know, actually experiencing this on the ground? What, what, we're, what we're calling our private, our personal economy. There's a lot of disagreement there. I've tried to explain the whole thing about gas prices to people who just don't want to believe facts. How do we, um, <laughs> how do we steal, man, the personal economy side of this argument so that folks who are experiencing whatever the economic effects of their particular situation are understand what that means and what they're doing? You've heard right? the phrase charity. You've heard the phrase charity begins at home, right? Well, yes. Um, I, I think we need to be preparing for this economy to get worse. Um, I think that we need to be telling others the truth about what it is we know. And I have the secret hope when we get into these kind of situations that the fact that we can see that it's coming and that we say it out loud means that when things do go bad, people come back and ask how we knew. So maybe they're, they're not going to believe us as strongly today because the New York Times and, 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 and the other major media outlets and the president of the United States are quibbling over um, whether or not this is recession or cooling off or whatever phrase they want to give it. I think if this will, this is going to hit people where they live. And I think if they're prepared, uh, if, if they've, if they've at least heard us give the warning words, then maybe they learn from this situation and we get to the place where we won't get fooled again. That's, that's the best I have to offer today. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that because it's hard to turn down, you know, a twenty trillion dollars of infusion <laughs> into the economy when it's when it's not yours. You're just like, thank you. I need this because look at you know how bad things are in the pandemic. Whatever the purpose. I mean, there's some there is some emotional connection to this that resonates. But I suspect the emotional connection to a wealth generating machine is a whole lot more wholesome than a connection to a counterfeiting machine. Yeah. Um, providing services to others, creating new things. These two things are what make the world a better place. They're also the basis of a truly robust economy. Exactly. And I'm going to jump on my bigger, better, faster box here, because if just because you can make something bigger, better, faster and sell it for cheaper than the competitor doesn't mean that you've done anything useful. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to swallow. Yes, in fact, you might provide for your family, whatever. But if you're just, you know, if if you're dry cleaning at the speed of light and the person before that was dry cleaning at the speed of dry cleaning, uh, does that make it better? 
Can you charge more for that? I mean, there's some ethical questions about this. And what we need is new. We don't need more. Um, I, I think we are actually better off. And what ends up happening in these kind of situations is that people are freed up to go become creatives, uh, to go invent yes, new things. I can agree with you on that. Exactly. Um, the, the, the example that I would give, I, I, and this is one of my favorite examples, uh, is I, you know, I've been in the, in the online business for most of this century. And when I started, it was possible for one man in his garage to run an entire website and be competitive. You cannot be competitive if you're one man in your garage anymore. That is not the case. Not going to happen. The technology be- behind running uh, a web operation and, and having an online presence has gotten infinitely more complex and requires lots of specialists and special services to get it done. So new jobs were created in all that process. Um, there was a bigger, better, faster. There's always a bigger, better, faster competition. So I think it is behooves us to get bigger, better, faster because it relieves us of the need to do certain labor and to begin developing new opportunities and new art um, in the process. So I think bigger, better, faster is good. I think it is a virtue. I'd be willing to agree with you on some part of that, but I don't think all of it, because there are places where bigger, better, faster is, is a killer. No, I, and I'm, I'm aware, I, I'm not going to mention any companies by name, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm aware of a couple circumstances where people have uh, gone to work for a certain company that's robustly growing right now, and they're very, very hard on their workforce. Very I, hard. I, I understand what you're trying to say here. Yeah. I get it. Um, in the aggregate, it is for the benefit of everybody, and, but in the short term, there may be some people working in certain occupations that are getting pinched in it. I don't think that's a permanent condition. I want to be clear. I, it's, it's unfortunate that happens, but I do think it's a transition towards the, the better thing. And what we are seeing right now is a revival in some of these places that are doing this of unions. Yes. Right. Yes. So they, know, their, right? they are getting their comeuppance. This, does, this, this, this is not sustainable. If you don't take care of your people, it's not sustainable. But, but we all benefit. That dry cleaning example you use, we all benefit if the dry cleaning gets done faster. We all do, right? Everybody does. The people who are working there, it might be that there's some issue temporarily, but even those things are not long-term sustainable. They have to work themselves out. We just would prefer to see them work out faster. So how does this all mesh with our potential way forward? I'm just interested today, and, and, and this is, this is the, the point I want to drive home the most, that we have to have honesty in uh, economy. We have to have, our, our media is not doing its job. They are participating in the political tribalism of the moment. And it's, it's pernicious. It's wrong. It, it's, we have the problems we have because the federal government spent too much. And because they did so dishonestly, they employed the services of a counterfeiter to help them get away with their scheme. And the people that are left holding the bag are people in fixed incomes, the poorest amongst us. This is who gets left with, the, with it. This is dishonest weights and measures. That's what's going on here. This is a violation of, of my personal ethics. And it should be, and if we wanted a healthy culture, it would be a, a, a violation of the society's ethic. They just wouldn't do it. And I think the only reason they swallow it now is because they're sold on the, the opportunity to get free stuff and and that the, the regime media keeps lying to them about how, what's actually happening, gaslighting. Yeah, and, and that it's actually never, ever free. Right, right. Can we offer any hope to listeners who are going, oh my gosh, thank you guys, now I feel so much better. 
yeah, the hope is that you just heard the truth. You have the ability to take this broadcast and go share it with other people. And I'm not the only person that's telling this truth. There's other people that are doing it as well. Find those people, right? But let's be honest about what inflation is. If you see anyone anywhere suggesting that inflation is anything other than a monetary event, just turn it off. Or share this episode with them. There you go. That's right? always a good idea. That's always a good idea. Yes. I love what you said, honesty in economy. I think that's the grace point that's hitting me right now. If there was honesty in economy, we wouldn't elect people who are able to do this. I'm speechless. I think we're done. I think we're done. <laughs> hey, everybody, that's Grace Arkey for today. We're in this to win it, and it's going to take a while. So stick around, ring the bell, subscribe, like, share. And for heaven's sake, find out for yourself what the truth is about things like mathematics. They work, people. They work for a reason. Ask an economist. I know it's going to be a long answer, but ask an economist. Sit down with your friends. Kick it around. Watch this again if it isn't making any sense. Thank you for being here. We love you all. Be graceful to each other. Aho.